All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. If you gamble, use your game sense. Stay within your limit. Go to gamesense.ab.ca and learn more. Tom joins us. Woodley, how you doing, man? I'm good. Yourself? Hey, I'm uh, I'm excellent. Um, well, we'll get into the the, the goalies the orders are facing this week because it's a pretty good trio uh, for them to test. But um, the numbers on David Riddich and what you've seen, um, like to me, he's clearly taken over as the number one. I think the Kings they come out of a, a, a lengthy break and they give him the start against one of the hottest teams in the league, the Edmonton Orders, and he he pitches the shutout. But you know, a lot of people are like, okay, is this just a smoke and mirrors, or is Riddich now found a situation, or as you like to use? you know, an environment that is um, suitable for his style of play as a goalie. Well, I mean, the irony is that I think the Kings environment is probably good for any goalie, right? Like it's, it's a positive defensive environment. The thing with David is, you know, I was looking at the game kind of closely because I was looking for sort of some of the looser movements, the extra movement um, that has cost him in the past. Like he's, he's got talent unquestionably. I had, I had goalie coaches early in his career. Jason compare him to Carey Price in terms of some of the mechanics and save execution. Um, and that's obviously pretty lofty comparison, but there were elements that, you know, I could kind of see making sense. He just had a tendency to be busy, had a tendency to sort of, it almost, you know, you don't see what's going on between the ears, but it looked like the attention would wander. Um, he didn't play tight all the time. There was sort of a looseness and a flow. I saw a goalie who was in control for most of the game. I didn't see a lot of those habits. The numbers sort of back it up, but of course it's a small sample size. But we talked about this last week. To me, he's a guy who needed to give some run coming out of the break to decide, you know, how much do we need help in L.A. in terms of between the pipes? And I thought he was excellent. As much as the Oilers didn't generate a ton in that Kings game, 
uh, some of those point blank chances, his ability to recover uh, and battle and get across and build some vertical coverage above the pads. Uh, there was exposure there, but you know, not to the degree we've seen in the past, not a lot of uh, over aggression or, you know, empty net tap-ins because he was too aggressive on one side. I just, I liked what I saw. Now, small sample means you got to keep it up, but at the very least, he's clearly played his, his, his way into being an option for them and may maybe have them rethinking what they do heading into the deadline. Because in terms of adjusted save percentage, the only guy that's been better than him uh, on the season as a whole is Aiden Hill. Yeah, well, Aiden Hill's been uh, pretty good. There's no question about that. Um, so now, uh, I asked you last week, and you said you're going to dig into the numbers uh, going back to basically December 1st here, um, looking at uh, at Calvin Pickard and, and Skinner. And so, you know, Skinner's numbers obviously have been very good, Kevin. Now, Pickard hasn't played a ton of games, but there's a lot of people wanting, you know, does Emma, and I always keep saying, well, who's the better option out there, right? Like, who are the better? Because I look at Jake Allen's numbers, and I'm sorry, Jake Allen's numbers aren't having me go, ooh, I think this is clearly better, especially when you look at his cap hit. Um, so am I wrong on Pickard? What are you seeing? What are the numbers telling you, the adjusted numbers? Well, first, let's start with Skinner, because I was surprised. Like, we know he's been really good since December 1st, and the environment's been, you know, goalie-friendly. I just talked about it. Same with L.A. Like, the Kings have one of the and, – and the Oilers have, you know, two of the best defensive environments in the league. But Skinner at plus two point, like, exact same numbers as Ritt. It's just a hair below in adjusted save percentage, Jason. Like, the only, the only guys that have been better since December 1st, Aiden Hill we mentioned, and in that stretch, Jacob Markstrom. Like, he's fourth in the NHL in that period of time in terms of adjusted save percentage. So I just I wanted to make sure I threw that out there because there's a lot of talk like, hey, Connor Hellebuck should be the favorite for the Vezina now, and I'm, I'm not disagreeing. But since December 1st, Rich, or sorry, Stuart Skinner's actually outperformed him by you know a not insignificant margin. So it's full credit there. In terms of Calvin Pickard and what he's given them, 23rd in the league, so plus 1.1% since December 1st, which I think gives him a little time to settle in after the call-up. I'm not sure he was entirely comfortable there early on, but he looks it now. Um, and, yeah, there's nights like against Anaheim where he gave you exactly what you needed. Expected goaltending, basically leave our league average goaltending, yeah. and that was enough on that night. Overall, though, he's above that. And some of the guys below him since December 1st, names like Connor Ingram that, you know, we've talked about is sort of like, you know, one of the top, you know, potential targets for teams or, you know, just a top guy, a Canadian option for, um, you know, the Four Nations Cup in the next couple of years. Other names that are below him, how about Thatcher Demko at only plus 1% since December 1st? Now we're talking like, you know, that's that's full over two months of playing action there. UC Saros is below him. Um, You know, uh, Sergei Bobrovsky. You know, some, some names out there. What, you know, Jonathan about, Quick, a lot of buzz there. Like, there's a lot of names out there, a lot of big names that haven't performed as well as Calvin Pickard has done since December 1st. What about Flurry, Merzlikens, and Allen? The three guys that, you know, people are looking at as trade options. I, I would assume, uh, are any of them better than him since December 1st? Hey, listen, Marc-Andre Fleury's not that far behind Stuart Skinner since December 1st. We talked about him last week. Like, since the coaching change in Minnesota, he has been full value. He is playing really, really well. doesn't reflect in the raw numbers because the expected save percentage, the environment isn't nearly as good. But I'd be still all over the Marc-Andre Fleury chain. Uh, Elvis Merzlikens has also sort of rectified things. He's at plus 1.2%. So he's just 0.1 ahead of Calvin Pickard. Not a huge margin better. Uh, and I got to be honest, I have to scroll quite a ways down the list. 
before I come to Jake Allen, who's not playing as regularly, but he's basically break even in that time. And his expected save percentage in Montreal, like, hey, listen, not as good a team. Um, it's a full 10 points below uh, the expected save percentage of Calvin Pickard in his starts with the Edmonton Oilers. So it's a much tougher environment. But it's not like like it's still right around league average. It's not yeah. like it's terrible lowest in the league. And he's break even, which is, as I said, you know, if Pickard's 23rd in the league in that stretch, uh, Jake Allen's 46th. Yeah. Now, you know, when you look at the overall adjusted, you look at guys and, you know, like limited games, if, if Skinner, like he'll like, to me, I'm a big believer. You can have numbers, but the longer you do it, the more impressive it is to me. If you had like Pickard's only played eight games and Hey, that's all the games he got in, but you know, his eight games compared to guy doing it 20, it's going to be harder to maintain those numbers over 20. Right. So uh, I always, always like to add that in. Um, now let's look at a guy who it's funny in Detroit, Kev, you have the exact same team when you have, Alex Lyon in goal, he has a 921 save percentage and the team wins way more when it's, and he's played 22 games. The backups or the other two goalies, uh, play 28 games and they have an 893 save percentage. I can't think that the team environment is that grossly different just because Lyon's in goal compared to, uh, to, uh, to Reimer and Husso. Um, Corey Lyon has really kind of, you know, saved the season in Detroit. And guess what? In December when they struggled, who was out? Alex Lyon. So he's clearly made a big difference for them. Yeah, I mean, he's top 10 in adjusted save percentage. He's top 10 in goals saved above expected. He's having a hell of a year. I mean, don't forget, this is a guy who pretty much on his own when Sergei Bobrovsky was hurt last year, got the Florida Panthers into the playoffs. So it's not like, um, you know, success like this isn't totally foreign to him. I'm actually, to be honest, a little bit surprised that he was sort of signed to be the third guy there, that there weren't other teams that were looking at him like he could be an upgrade for them. And, you know, in sort of breaking down his numbers and looking at his style, one of the things that I noticed last year with the Panthers, especially in the playoffs, because obviously you have to look a little closer. I do that project for NHL.com where we're sort of breaking things down in the postseason. The aggression in his game, especially on on man rushes early in the playoffs, like he was way out compared to most goaltenders in the league today. And I do wonder how many teams maybe looked at the numbers he had last year, which were maybe not where they are this year, top 10 in the NHL, but they were still really impressive. But then sort of Matt looked at the video and said, nah, like, you know, it's one of those things, like how long can he keep getting away with it? And yet he did. When I look at him in Detroit, he's a lot more contained, Jason. Like he's nowhere near as aggressive to me on rush chances. He still plays out and plays with a little flow. And there are times when he widens out in his stance and you can sort of target that with East-West plays uh, and quick shots. But I think his game is a lot more in control, a lot less aggressive. And I think maybe that's part of the reason we're seeing this consistency. Um, as I said, like a guy who was signed, you know, by all means to sort of be third on their depth chart or competing for the backup job. And he's top 10 in the entire league at this point of the season. Um, there are some ways you can get to him. Uh, one of the areas uh, that he struggles on, well, two. One is breakaways, which, hey, like breakaways are tough on any goaltender. Yeah. But you can sort of get him widened out as he does retreat and sort of the legs get spread out. You can get him to commit early with, with little pump fakes and stuff and then basically just take it around. And we saw Philip Hironik do that coming out of the penalty box for the Vancouver Canucks. And there's a, a number of instances like that when I watch through the video. And then the other one is one-timers especially in the slot. Now, hey, listen, one-timers in the slot, tough chance. But what I noticed when I went through the video, a lot of it was from plays down low. And you think of how well the Oilers work, especially even on a power play. I think a dry sidle off on the uh, on the right wing 
with that sharp angle shot that he's gotten and, and just how deadly accurate he is with it. Uh, low high plays and one timers that make him work off his posts. That's one way to go after Alex Lyon. As good as he's been this season, those are the statistical weaknesses. Uh, and that's how it sort of matches the eye test, the type of plays that seems to give him fits within that. Okay. Um, uh, Biddington and uh, Ottinger, the other two goalies the Oilers are going to face this week. Uh, obviously, you know what? Uh, pretty good goalies. Ottinger was out for a bit. Now he's back in. Uh, how, how's Biddington played, especially with the new change? The the, the Blues are playing way better uh, overall. How much is it systemic change? What's been the difference? Have you noticed a, a distinct improvement in the goaltending numbers because of it? Well, I mean, I think they've just gotten tighter. I mean, you, you've heard me talk about when you talk about narratives around the St. Louis Blues. The false one ever since they won the cup is that they're a great defensive team. They may have played well in that playoff run, but ever since then, they've leaned way too heavily on goaltending. Um, Jordan Bennington got off to a great start this year to the point where, uh, you know, he would have been in the quarter pole Vezin discussion if I had a vote, like he was that good early on. It's been tough for him to maintain it throughout a season. I think part of that is when the environment is that tough and the chances are that grade A on a consistent basis, it's kind of hard to sort of stay above that. Uh, but since the coaching change, he's been really good. You know, we talked about uh, the numbers for, uh, for for the Oilers goalies since December 1st. Jordan Bennington's flirting with top 10 at plus 1.4%. Uh, Joel Hofer's been a nice story for them as well. He's hovering around plus 1% on the season, which is pretty good as well. Um, it's, you know, listen, like, those are they're, – they're getting some really good goaltenders coming into town this week. With Bennington, what's interesting to me in terms of, you know, how you attack him, again – it's interesting. Breakaways are a problem there. And yeah, hey, breakaways are tough, but you can still either do well or do poorly against them. He's like a full almost four goals below expected when it comes to breakaways. A couple of the trends I noticed there, like um, sort of almost like he wants to protect the top of the net and he's exposed himself five hole a little bit more. So quick shots and deeks through the five hole, 12 five hole goals already this season, which is a really high total. So you either quick shot him five hole, open him up five hole, or you go top glove. Really good along the ice like most goalies are except for five hole and then just over the pads he does a really nice job of building coverage just over the pads so if you're going to beat him on clean looks it's got to be upstairs like top shelf type stuff the other area he struggles with broken plays uh tough to create other than funneling pucks into dangerous areas and making sure you got bodies there that are winning battles uh, but it's one of the few statistical weaknesses in his game uh, because it's been otherwise a really good season for jordan bennington and last 1 size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. 
Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Lastly, uh, Jake Ottinger, the order is going to likely face him on Saturday afternoon. Well, listen, um, if, if you had given me those three names at the start of the season and said, which goalie were you most likely to have to focus on the closest? I think we all would have said Jake Ottinger, but by far having the worst season of those three, whereas Alex Lyons top 10 and Biddington's flirting with it. Jake Ottinger's just break even on the season and well down that list. I think part of this is injuries. And I'm not sure a lot of people were even aware uh, that in the summer he had ankle surgery and that kept him off the ice for a long time. I think early in the season, he saw some positives in it. Felt like he was more refreshed, having not spent as much time training and on the ice. Um, but this season's gone on, and, and and another injury since then. He's just sort of struggled to sort of maintain the high standard that he set early in his career. Right? This is a guy who I think a lot of people would have had on the list for Team USA heading into the Four Nations uh, Cup next year. I think statistically – there's a lot of guys that are ahead of him. So it's sort of on him to regain that form. Really struggled with screens this year. Well below expected there. Broken plays we talked about with Bennington. Those can be tough on any goaltender. Uh, but rebounds, uh, a really sort of glaring um, area of weakness this year. I do wonder, you know, and there's a little bit of this in Skinner's game as he switched to pads that produce more active rebounds. Uh, teams are recognizing that. Goalies like the pads that create longer, harder rebounds. Because the thought process is it buys me more time to recover rather than a rebound that just bounces five feet out. It goes 20, 25. But we're seeing off the rush, if teams shoot earlier in sequences and create those rebounds, they're very cognizant of what brand guys are wearing and how the puck comes off them. And in in several cases, it feels like those long rebounds, they're sort of sitting out there further away, especially off the rush with quick one-timers. And so that puck's actually getting to them quicker from distance and they're able to sort of beat them before the goalie can recover laterally. So, you know, one of those areas that you could look to target if you can generate odd man chances against the Dallas stars, not always easy to do, but when they have, it's been an issue for Jake Ottinger this year. Kev, great stuff, my man. As always, really appreciate it. Have yourself a wonderful week. Perfect. Thanks, Jason. You too. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.